Welcome and great to have you join us as we go off script with Sam Monk, Senior Leader of Equippers Church. Enjoy today's podcast. Hey, welcome to episode nine of Off Script with Sam Monk. We talk about what's worked, what hasn't, and leadership lessons. And Sam, I want to start off today with some feedback that we've received. We've received some overwhelmingly positive feedback. Oh, that's good uh, news. Which is good. <laughs> uh, but some of the feedback is genuinely... Uh, Cindy, people's quite surprised with the fact that you are quite literally today unscripted. Like you don't have any notes. I have some questions that I'm going to ask you, but you don't actually have any notes. And as long as I've known you, this is the space where I think you function really well, where there's an agenda, but there's also these unscripted moments. And that's really why we called this off script, wasn't it? Yeah, well, the whole thing of being off script is you have to draw on what's within you. And so often, you know, we can put on a performance or we can read off notes and you don't really get to experience the heart of something. And I found in my leadership journey, some of the best moments have come when it's unscripted, when it's non-agended. It's like the meeting that takes place after the meeting. Right. You know those ones? You know, you have the meeting, you go through the agenda. And then after the meeting, you talk about the real issues (laughs) and what people really think. And it's often in the meeting, people only disclose what you uh, what they want you to hear, rather than actually getting to the heart of what's going on. It's, there's nothing worse when somebody's nodding their head in a meeting, but on the inside they go no, no, no. Or you're in a meeting and people are just going along with the crowd, what the majority are saying, but in in the inside they've got to check. And I think you know, unscripted is is really about drawing that that instinctive side of leadership and that, uh, you know, it's drawing from what you've placed within you. So do you find that when you are running different spaces and you lead a lot of different spaces at multiple sizes and stages and, and, and all that, do you find when you're leading it that you do tend to get that kind of mental ascent, that kind of nodding? Because nobody in the middle of a meeting of maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 people are going to go, oh, I don't know. Yeah. But is it afterwards? Because I notice afterwards, you're always usually the last one to leave the room. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're, like, you're like people will walk out. They'll go, cool, thank you. The meeting is now over and they'll walk out. But you're usually the last one because there's always conversations that you have outside of that. Yeah, well, I want people to be uh, well, be truthful with where they're at. And so I'm wanting to say, well, what did you, th- how did you think that went? Um, you were you able to express what was on your heart? I think we've got to build cultures where people do have the permission in meetings to give pushback, to disagree. Um, sometimes it takes a while to build a, the level of trust that they're not going to be shot down, yeah. they're not going to be discarded um, if there is a bit of a pushback. So, so it's how do you form that culture uh, in the formation of a team? But once you've got a team functioning where there's a level of trust, I've found uh, the best ideas come from um, conflict, come from you know debating things, come from where people are able to express what they really think on the inside because what we want is not just, as you said, mental assent. We want hard agreement and hard agreement is what actually yeah. pushes things forward. And by, by mental assent, I suppose if you're listening, that's the sort of the nodding, isn't it? Oh, yep, that's good. Yep, 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 I, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. But actually it's often after those spaces that you, yeah, you open things up a little bit more where people maybe feel a bit more comfortable in a one-on-one setting or whatever it is to actually share some stuff or to be a bit more open or just feel a bit more chance to talk, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I think in a relaxed environment, it's like when you go out for a meal um, in a relaxed environment, people will just share what's on their heart rather than what's on an agenda. 
And I think, you know, when it comes to developing people, developing leaders, you've got to first identify where they're at. And uh, sitting down in a formalized meeting doesn't often extract or give you an idea of where, where thing, what, what's going on in a person's life and, and where they're at. And so, I, you know, those casual spaces, we've invited a lot of people to come speak, church, and uh, I love the ministry from the platform, but some of the biggest benefit I've got is, is going out afterwards for a yeah. meal, and it's there through the process of asking them questions in an informal setting, I've able to extract gold nuggets that really have helped me in my, my leadership journey. So talk about how we, how we plan. I mean, I... As I say, over the years, when we plan events, we plan like off-site things, there's probably 50% of the time is hanging out. And again, some of the feedback that we get from people who are part of our teams who may be new to our staff and that kind of thing, or volunteers that have come along, uh, again, still say to me, oh, is, are, we, are we done now? And there's a sense that we're done with the formal parts of the meeting. Yeah. But like, are, what are we, are we just like hanging out? Like, do we just hang out and then we have food and then we have more food and we hang out more? And talk about that because that's, Again, we, we hear that a lot. Yeah. We, oh, is the meeting finished? Well, yeah, that part of it is. But sometimes people can kind of go, cool, I'm done now. I'm going to head off rather than, no, 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 no. You know, so talk about that yeah. dynamic. Well, in terms of building team chemistry, yeah, I think you've got to hang out in the same space. And the danger is our meetings, we schedule them uh, so tightly that we just go through agendaed items. I think in meetings, you've got to create space for non-agendaed items and social interaction <laughs> and so many people you know i find they'll go i uh you know what are we talking about in this meeting um and i'm going like i don't know oh uh, can i just skip out on that part and i'm going no you're actually missing a vital yeah. part because in it's in the non-agended stuff that's where great ideas come that's where movement happens you know in terms of if we're having to make some changes and some shifts you know, it's in, in that space because, you know, in the agended stuff, that's the stuff that we've planned. That's the, the things that were foreseen. But there's, there's magic moments yeah. that happen when you're just sitting down around a barbecue and you're having a conversation and it's like, oh, you have an epiphany in that moment. And I found, you know, just scheduling non-agended spaces or having a, a routine where you call a friend without an agenda. So often we make calls to people and we think, oh, well, I've got to have something to call. <laughs> so true, <laughs> Call about. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, what I are we know, talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just ringing up, see how you're going. Yeah. You know, you call up and next minute you're on the phone for, you know, an hour because just seeing how somebody's going, you know, that sparked the agenda. And from there, a whole lot of creativity has emerged and uh, a whole lot of answers have come. That's a great point because we... Sometimes you get a bit maligned. You hang out with people and they go, oh, what's, what's Sam going to say? Mm. What's this about? Is this a move? Is this a change? As opposed to we're just hanging out and seeing where the conversation goes. Eh? Yeah. Well, my mum's always said never pack your suitcase too tightly. You know, when you go away, you uh, often you know, will pack your suitcase and you'll uh, pack more than you need. How often is that the case? You, you pack more than you need. You never wear half of the stuff in it's your suitcase. It's pain. It's so, so much And you wastage. overpack it. But if you pack your suitcase too tightly, it means when you're away and you go out and you see something you like, you've got no room to actually bring that home. Mm -hmm. And I think in life, sometimes we're packing our suitcases too tightly 
that we're not allowing space for the Holy Spirit to move, for the Holy Spirit to come in and, and bring about our idea in a moment. And part of leadership is, is in the planning. <laughs> I believe in the planning, but we've got to plan for spontaneous moments. And then it's the spontaneity is where the life comes from. But spontaneity takes place from a prepared base. You got to have a prepared base, but it's the spontaneous moments that actually we live for. That's where the energy, that's where the excitement comes in. And even in this podcast, we we don't know how the session is going to go, but we're praying for those spontaneous moments that hopefully we'll be able to crystallize uh, a thought, an idea that will resonate with some people that will actually release them so that they can, you know, go on the adventure of, you know, not having everything so ordered. And I believe in strategic plans, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I also believe in responding to moments. And, uh, you know, we want to be an organization that can respond to the moment. You know, if there's a moment, if there's an opportunity, uh, we can respond to that opportunity when it's when it presents itself. Because that, that's an interesting tension, eh? Because again, you could be you, people could be listening and thinking, "Oh, does that mean that Sam doesn't believe in having a plan or having an agenda?" Or, you know, as long as I've been a part of Equippers and, and whatever it is now, fifteen, seventeen years. Uh, I think about our say our Tuesday morning prayer meeting. We, we've I've done mm. that as long as we've been a part of this church. Yeah. So 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 we are we do have routine. Yeah. There are things that in the week that are structured and have been structured for decades now. Yeah. So so routine is still important. So we're not throwing. I think it's important. So we're not throwing that stuff away. Yeah. Because that's again that that's that prepared base. Yeah. But because we have that prepared base, do the spontaneous moments happen? More regularly, are we able to take advantage of them because we have that prepared base? Like, talk about the routine versus the. Well, I think you've got to be intentional about creating space. It's like, you know, the classic one oh, we must catch up sometime. And then you see them a month later and go, ah, oh, yeah. we must have you around for dinner. And then, oh, we... but if you don't do things on a regular, it's, it could be a year before you get together, it could be a long time. And, you know, relationship is built through hanging out with one another that's where trust is built and you know again it's it's a nice thought being able to respond in the moment but there's got to be a certain level of trust in a team to actually operate at speed so are you i mean how are you are you recruiting people that uh can adjust more quickly or is it a culture that you've built into people like you're not looking for a certain profile or personality type that can go, yeah, man, we're ready to move. We we want to be creative. We want to do things. We want to because you're going to get a whole range of staff, aren't you? You've got a whole bunch of people that I imagine yeah. are quite planned and prepared yeah. and methodical, as opposed to another spectrum of people that are just like, we'll do anything. Changes. We love it. Like, how are you? How are you purposefully establishing that, creating that culture, so that when you move, you know, it's almost like it's a reflex action. We just we just know we've got to do this now. Yeah, well, I, I think I don't want to dismiss the planning and behind. I love the fact that we've got churches all around the world and even in cultures, there's different strengths. You, you talk about the Swiss, they need to know details well in advance. But you talk about uh, people from Brazil, uh, South America, is like, yeah, let's just flow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, different cultures have different strengths. And I think we've got to recognize uh, the, the strengths in each of those cultures, but make sure one doesn't dominate the other. Because yes, we want to be planned. <laughs> yes, uh, we're not just making it up as we go along, but yet we want to be able to respond to moments. So, we, you know, it's, it's always, the, the, the question is, you know, we don't serve the structure, we don't serve the plan. The plan uh, 
in the end, the plan has got to serve the vision mm. that we have. And the danger with institutionalism is people often serve the structure rather than recognising that the structure serves the vision. Mm. And I think that's really important to differentiate between those two things. Yes, we do need structure, but you know we want to be agile. And I know agile is a big uh, buzzword <laughs> today yep. um, around corporate structures, around companies, and it's like, you know, how do we have, how do we get flexibility in our companies? Because I think a lot of opportunities are missed simply because people don't have that level of flexibility. So that's just brought to mind. Talk about uh, Shout Conference. So we had an opportunity where I think it was about a six week period. 2020? Was it? Yeah, 2020. Yeah. Yep. Shout yeah. Conference 2020. And we're all sitting there as a team waiting for you to think, is Sam going to? make the decision to go ahead with Shout. I think things had just opened up where we were able to do it, but it was about a six-week window, wasn't it? Talk about that because that was a pretty agile kind of moment. So you're not just talking about this in theory, yeah. but actually this was an, an opportunity for us to put this into practice, wasn't it? Yeah, well, we're at the beginning of the lockdown, I think three or four months in and we're on lockdown and uh, a lot of people had already, well, a lot of other conferences in our nation had made the decision to, to uh, not do their conference that year uh, in 2020. And uh, people were asking me. Oh, Everybody was asking Yeah, you. <laughs> asking me, um, are we doing Shout? Yeah. And I'm going, well, not yet. I'm not sure. Um, not sure. Uh, let's just put it off and uh, let's not make the decision until we need to make the decision. And so then six weeks out, I, I really felt, first of all, I got a word from God. Um, Ex- Exodus 14, 14, and 15 talks about Moses, oh, God saying to Moses, uh, tell the people to stop crying out and tell them to get moving. And I really felt the Holy Spirit um, said to me, you know, tell people to get moving. And so I went to the team and said, we're doing shout. And they said, we're six weeks out. And I go, yeah, we can pull it off. <laughs> shout and take some breath. And, um, <laughs> and to my surprise, everybody goes, yeah, let's do it. And I Even it, you were stunned by it. And, and I was a little bit stunned by that that response. But to me, that just confirmed that this is a God thing because you can move at the speed of agreement. Uh, and I think that's really important. Um, danger with leaders is sometimes leaders just go way out, in ahead, way out ahead that they haven't actually got buy-in from their team. But because we had agreement in that moment, um, in the middle of a lockdown, um, we were able to coordinate within six weeks a major conference, which we had thousands of people come to. You know, all the logistics around that, uh, the hard of the arena, uh, you know, our team was able to pull off. And, and people to this day would say it's one of our better conferences um, because we were able to respond to the moment. And, you know, the other things that you look back and go, man, we did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's really big, you know, uh, when it comes to to team dynamics and different things. You just don't want to do what you know you can do. Yeah. You, you want to venture into spaces that you, there's this unknown side, you know, where there's this perhaps, perhaps this will work out. Perhaps this will be amazing. And I think within... Each, each and every one of us is like, there's this, uh, I'm happy scared. Uh, this could be, you know, this could be huge or this could be, this could be bad. <laughs> this could be really bad. And, you know, I think that's where, you know, is like, you, you never, 
you'll never innovate unless you're prepared to fail. And I think, you know, if you look at the culture of the team, is like, even if the, we stuff up, you know, hey, we all still mates. But <laughs> you, were still ha- you were happy with that level another. of risk though, aren't you? Because you, yeah. you had to... You had to have trust in the team that A, they could pull it off. Yeah. And the team is looking to you to go, Sam, do you think we can do... Like, there's got to be that level of mutual trust, you know, yeah. isn't it, in the team. Yeah. You've got to believe you can actually do it. Like, can we actually do it? Don't tell me we can if we can't, but there's got to be a trust in the level of people that you had around you to pull that thing off. Yeah, there's got to be a confidence in one another. Yeah. Yeah, that, that confidence. And I think that happens from, you know, spending time together. Yeah. Is like, uh, you know, we, you're sitting down and you know you're not just going to, yes, we're doing this because you're the leader and, and you said we're doing this. No, we're doing this because we, we in our hearts believe that this is a God thing. We're in our hearts. We, we agree we should do this. And I think there's nothing worse when you're sitting in a meeting and the leader's going, come on, let's do this. And everybody goes, yeah, yeah. But on the inside, they're going, no, no, no. Yeah, and I think as a leader, also just being honest uh, about, yeah, this is a risk mm. and it could go wrong. But if it goes wrong, hey, this is what's at stake. But you were able to do that. Um, it's almost like it's not a reflex reaction, like it's not intuition. You, you're making a decision based on a lot of other decisions that you've made around spontaneity, spontaneous yeah. moments that we've had that lead into these big spontaneous moments. And because as, as you've said, Shout 2020 was amazing for so many people. So we had so many encounter moments because, yeah. you know, you and the team were prepared to go, actually, we can do this within six weeks. Yeah. So so it's maybe just finish with, the, finish with this thought around reflex. Like in the heat of the moment, you got six weeks on, you knew you could react to that. Yeah, that's the big thing. Um, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, something like Shout, that's a big decision and many people yeah. would perceive that as a big decision. But... There's money in the bank with the team yeah. when it comes to a whole lot of little decisions. Yeah. And so you don't just, you know, you don't go from trusting God with a million dollars from trusting him with nothing. Yeah. You know, you, you trust him with $10 and that gives you the confidence to trust him with $100. And you see the faithfulness in God working in the $100 space before you trust him with the $1,000 space. Then you trust them in the $1,000 space and then, you know, you add a zero as you go along. And I think sometimes people go from zero to a million over, rather than recognizing that a team has got to grow in their capacity to handle risk. That's a good thought, yeah. it's a good thought. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Sam, that was a fascinating conversation. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. That's really good. And again, we always pray this has been really helpful. And uh, again, we want to remind you to uh, continue to subscribe uh, to the podcast. There's many different ways you can do that on YouTube and Spotify and all the various channels. But that's been a great conversation. Episode nine of Offscript with Sam Monk. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Offscript with Sam Monk. If you found this podcast helpful, make sure you pass it on. We love your feedback. So drop us a line about what topics you'd like to hear about on Offscript with Sam Monk. Offscript.